friends. Welcome to Spiced Chaos. This is a regular sode, but I think it's going to be a little on the mini because we're just, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, it's just us. And I know Caitlin wants to sing the song. Just the two of us. Yes, I know. She just cannot. We, we, we can't have an episode where it's just the two of us where Caitlin doesn't sing. That's right. Of course. And you love it. <laughs> Don't even lie. You love it. If you were expecting a guest today, we apologize. You've only got us. It's just us. <laughs> Sorry, lower your expectations. Yeah. If you had high expectations for this episode, then just um, just buckle up because it's... There's it's, a lot we, happening right now. There's a lot happening right now. And we don't have any notes. <laughs> we don't. But I did want to say something before we start. So yeah. we did a thing to show support for Black Lives Matter. So on the Instagram, I don't know if you guys heard our little blurb from last week on the Instagram. There's a highlight with a bunch of resources and like promoting um, people in the planner community and other communities um, that are fantastic black creatives and black shops and that kind of thing. And we just wanted to show our love and our support and that we're standing with all of you. And so if there's anything else or anyone else that you think that we should add there, let us know, but we are going to return to our regular content. Yes. I, I think that we have had nothing but guests for the past, I don't know, eight, nine weeks. It's been a while since we've had an episode that was considered a full length episode on a Monday, a Monday episode um, that was just us. And Mm -hmm. a lot has gone on in our, in our personal lives, in the world, in the planner community. And we just kind of wanted to, you know, we debated, do we have an episode this week? What do we do? It's just, we want for you to know that we are standing with the black community and we are feeling your pain and we are here for you. And we know that you're not okay. Like we, Mm -hmm. we are not okay either. And we, we are standing with you beside you. And, you know, we, we have already decided that our, our Patreon revenue this month is going to go to a Black Lives Matter cause. We have a lot of plans in place that, you know, we are working behind the scenes, but right now we just wanted to try to bring you a little bit of laughter. So if you do feel a little bit of joy from listening to us, then just, you know, relax for a little while and listen to us be silly because we don't really have a plan for this episode. (laughs) Right. And we just wanted to say that because we didn't want to come across as tone deaf. Like we have this black lives matter post and then we just hop back into regular content. We want everyone to know that you're seen and that you're supported and that you have allies in us and we're out here doing the work for me personally just some of the things that I'm doing I know I don't have to like explain myself but I'm no longer just like a quiet bystander like if I hear something or see something racist I am standing up to it Uh, at my school so some of my colleagues and I started a summer book club and we're I'm reading, let's see, White Fragility and then another book that I can't remember the title of, but it has to do with racism in schools. And we're going to have like a collaborative discussion on it and how we can better implement those things in our classrooms. So Spice and I are out here doing the work and we see you and, you know, we just we just want you all to know that before we hop back into being our silly selves. Because it doesn't feel like a very silly time. No, not at all. And we have actually been on the phone for over an hour and a half now today, kind of going back and forth on, you know, can we be funny again? Can we attempt to be, you know, silly again? 
And, you know, I feel like that maybe at this time, especially in my personal life, which we'll get to in just a few minutes, um, we kind of need that. Like I kind of need Mm -hmm. some laughter and some, you know, just a, a little bit of a reprieve. So, um, just, you know, settle in and relax. And yeah, here we go. Over there in Portland is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Hey, friends. And over there in North Carolina is Spice or <laughs> is Leanne from Spice Plan. You can call me Spice. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody else does. So um, my name is Leanne, but I also answer to Spice. <laughs> So that is fine. I'm called Spice at work and um, not so much at home. Here I'm mostly right. just mommy. Right. Um, mommy, 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 <laughs> mommy. <laughs> I know there have been times where I've been like, there's nobody living here named mommy. So just could y'all just call me, um, just think of any other name. Just say, hey, you, just anything else. Right. And these um, kids are just out here eating so much food. <laughs> yes, we are. How many weeks into quarantine? Like 15 weeks into quarantine. Like 87. And, uh, We're now in 2022. Years. Yes, 84 <laughs> years later, here we are. We are still at home. We haven't even gotten to phase one, Leanne. We haven't even been approved for phase one in Portland. I'm so sorry. I, you know, well, you know that I don't know where North Carolina is. I have no idea what we're doing. Um, I think we're in phase one, though, because my kids did go and have their haircuts. Thank God. Oh, my God. They look like no one loved them and that no one had seen them in a really but long all time. The, all the counties around me, like Clackamas County and uh, Washington County and all the counties around us are in phase one. Some of them are applying to phase two in Multnomah oh. County. Nope. Mm, nope. Not phase one for you. Well, you know, I, I just... I'm waiting to see what happens. And this is so not funny, but at the same time, I'm just like, I want to laugh at like the pure <laughs> ignorance of people. So, okay. Just, okay. So in all of these Facebook groups, because y'all Facebook has been hot lately. Like that's, that's where you can go. Like if you really want to like get your blood boiling and like really see some people show their butts, like that's right. where you go. Yep. So People have been saying, oh, well, now with all these protests, look at all this coronavirus is coming back. I am so sorry, but these protests are not the cause of coronavirus numbers coming. It takes two weeks for us to see coronavirus right. it's numbers. Memorial Day. It's this is Memorial Day. Rivers okay, <laughs> this is people out here that were trying to, like, go to the beach and go to their little putt-putt and, like, have some, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like they just wanted some quote unquote normalcy. And now there are people out here that are trying to take the increase in coronavirus cases and blame it on the Black Lives Matter protest. And I'm just like, like, no, no, Mm -hmm. you need to sit down because that is not what this is from. Have you seen the photos of the protests that are happening in the Portland area? Not Portland. Well, obviously, my Facebook page is flooded with the Charlotte ones. So I'm I'm just I'm seeing those. Um, I have actually I did hear some good news out of Portland the other day. Okay, let's hear it. What'd you hear? Um, Well, now I can't remember what it was. So I (laughs) well, I will say that, first of all, a friend of mine was down at the protests and she was telling me that about 75 percent of people were showing up with their own masks on. And then there's people down there handing out masks um, for those for those who didn't have them. So I thought that was really good. Okay. And then the photos are, and I can't remember the numbers exactly. I want to say 19,000, but I'd have to look at an article. But that number of people just laying down, face down. That's on what our, I saw. On our bridge. Okay. 
Yes, yep. I knew. I knew that you would. I knew that you would know what it was. So I was like, "Yeah, I heard some good news, but you're going to have to tell us what it was because Ooh. I." But when I saw yeah. it on Facebook, I thought, "Oh, that's Portland. That's Caitlin's place." So yep. um, that's the yeah. that's the bridge. It's mm-hmm. the main one of the main uh, highways going back from downtown to the other side. Which I live on that other side. I don't live in the downtown area, but um, I just was so blown away by that when I saw that. That was just an incredible like show of support. Yes, and a lot of my Facebook friends have been having protests in their own neighborhoods. Yeah, I've seen some of those too, like kid-friendly ones. Yes, they've been getting mm-hmm. their kids involved, and they've been making posters. And um, you guys know I don't know any of my neighbors. Like, right. we've talked about this on the show before. You're like, so are you friends with your neighbors? And I'm like, I just am not. So um, I, I don't know the people who live next door to us or across the street or anything. I, I see them. We wave. We're friendly. Mm-hmm. But the neighbors that live directly next door to us just recently put up a privacy fence. Oh, okay. And I know that it's because they were tired of looking into our jungle of a backyard. Oh, like I, <laughs> no. No, I know no, that's what it was. I know it has to be. Like, they were just so tired of seeing, you know, our mess that they were like, let's just put up this 10-foot privacy fence so we don't have to even <laughs> acknowledge that those people live there. So, oh, no. um, yeah, and Andy actually said that he was going to go next door and ask them like in kind of a I feel like it's kind of passive aggressive but he was going to go next door and just say hi um we're thinking about putting up a fence too um could you give us the name of the company that you use to put up your fence and you know because Mm -hmm. yeah and because we have been talking about like redoing our fence and we do kind of like theirs but Mm -hmm. they blocked out so much of the sun like all this sun that was coming into our den in the daytime like their privacy fence now it's like dark in there and I'm just like oh (laughs) take it down (laughs) so speaking of Andy okay do we want to go ahead and you know take it down a notch and give it you know have a little just please everyone you know just know that I am still alive and I am still looking at social media, but um, I have been really quiet on my Instagram lately because Andy and I have separated and I, it's, you know, Caitlin, it's really difficult for me because I don't really know how to talk about this, you know, like I don't know how to, um, I got you. I'm here with you. We are about a week into this. Um, He has gone to stay with his parents for a little while and um, we have worked out some you know, visitation stuff for the kids. Like the kids are going to go and stay with him and his parents for a week here and there. And I'm going to have them for a week. And we're, you know, we're, we're going to share them back and forth. You know, really, if we want to get to like the nuts and bolts of what has gone on, it's obviously impossible to, you know, be able to tell from the outside what is going on in someone's marriage. Mm -hmm. And for us, the two of us have just been so riddled with mental illness Mm -hmm. for the past couple of years that we have been trying to figure out how can we heal and get better from our mental illnesses. And we have kind of discovered that we don't feel like we can do that while living together. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of that comes from the fact that my my mental illness might be exacerbated by him. Mm -hmm. Um, His mental illness might be exacerbated by me. Just uh, we just have been it's just been a really, really rough couple of years for us. 
And we always kind of said when we were having serious discussions that if it ever got to the point where we didn't feel like that we could get better together, Mm -hmm. that we would take some time apart and just work on ourselves separately. So he is currently at his parents and I am here at the house and um, it has not been easy. And I definitely don't want to cry on the show. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. It's all right. I think that that's good. I I know. I know. Um, I miss him. I love him. The plan is for him to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, The plan is definitely for him to come back. Um, And I know that he is suffering right now. Um, His panic disorder and OCD is just running rampant through his brain and he is struggling in so many different ways. And it's just been compounded with, you know, COVID-19 and my depression and eating disorder and just all of the things that I deal with and the stress of trying to be the rock for the family while I was, you know, not really able to hold up my end of things. And I I just, I'm not, I'm not going to take the blame on myself. He doesn't want Mm -hmm. for me to do that. Right. Um, it's just right now, we just don't feel like that we can get better um, while we are both so concerned about the other person. Yeah. So we're taking some time to just focus on ourselves and our children. Um, mm-hmm. And that is kind of the plan. And we are just going to kind of see where things go from here. We have a plan for when and if school starts back on a regular basis. And um, the kids will still go to the same school. And, um, you know, we are definitely putting them first. Our parents um, have been huge help, you know, huge, being very helpful in this situation. Um, it's just it's been a really, really tough transition for me. Mm-hmm. And I have been very tired and emotionally drained and, you know, I don't want to say in any way, shape or form that my pain right now in, you know, is an all comparable to the pain that the black community is feeling. Mm -hmm. But that is why I have not been as present on social media. I've not been posting planner content. I've not been making videos. I have not really been very good at posting any content. Um, I am reading everyone else's content and feeling like I should be doing more. But, you know, my job right now is to kind of get better and take care of myself because you've said it a million times. I can't help my, you know, I can't help other people until I help myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I just wanted to speak to that, you know, I've, I've been here with Leanne during this time and you guys, she's, she's going through it. And, um, and I, I mean, I have been there before. I've been really transparent that Brian and I separated. I mean, it wasn't for multiple days. He asked me to come home after like a day. <laughs> we just couldn't I stand it. <laughs> but like we've been in counseling and, you know, we have both have mental health struggles. And, and so I understand that pain and just that like gut, like it's in the pit of your stomach and it's just, mm-hmm then having to be surrounded by all of your wedding photos and just all, it's just, it's a lot, you guys. And so 
you know, just give, give Cutley in some slack here and send her all of your hugs because she really needs it right now. Yeah. And it's hard because I have felt guilty about, you know, my absence from social media. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to. Well, I mean, I do feel like I have a platform and mm-hmm. that I, you know, that it is our responsibility as allies to use our platform for good. But, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You really can't. And you can't and, take care of, an, you know, other people when you have so much that you just need to focus on right now. And my cup is definitely empty, empty right now. And mm-hmm. um, I'm giving all that I can and have. I'm giving all that I have to my children. Exactly. Because they are, you know, transitioning in this time and it's difficult for them. And, you know, they are sad and they miss their dad and... um he took one of the dogs that was yeah. sad. Um, oh. But, you know, we had to kind of figure out like how to split up the responsibilities and right, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So it's just, we are kind of learning how to have like a new normal mm-hmm. and um, you know, just figuring out how to make this show has been a challenge for me. So I guess I just felt like that it was kind of time to just come on here and say, this is what's going on in my personal life. And, you know, it's, that's kind of, it's been kind of hard. It was a hard decision for me to make. Like, do I talk about this publicly on our, on our podcast, that this is what's going on um, in my life. But, you know, you guys, the Spice Chaos family um, are so important to us. And I just needed for you to know kind of where I've been and what I've been going through. And, um, you know, I'm going to need your support. I'm going to need to kind of lean on my friends right now and just know that I'm, I am still out here. I just am kind of trying to figure out what normal looks like for me. And, yeah. you know, it's possible that, you well, know, we got you, we all well, got you, Leanne. <clears throat> well, and, and, you know, Caitlin has been awesome. Um, we have had a you know, a tough, week here on the show there's been a lot going on just with the show like everything has just been it's just been a a wild kind of ride over the past seven days and um you know none of what we are dealing with in our own lives you know compare to you know what's going on outside and in the world yeah but But, that also doesn't mean that it's not valid but I do still have to live in this body and in this home and in this brain and you know I do still kind of have to I can't just ignore my personal life and, um, you know, my feelings are definitely, uh, I am, I'm a mess right now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, well, and I'm sure that like, if anyone has gone through a separation or a divorce, I'm sure that, you know, reaching out, I don't know if you want to talk to people or what you want, but I think that maybe just even, even sending like a little heart or a hug or something I think would be, would be good. So send all of your love over to Leanne. Um, in this, in this time, anybody can send anything. I mean, say, you know, I, the reason why we decided to put this out there on the show was because, you know, I wanted, you know, for you guys to know kind of, you know, what's going on and you know, you guys know so much about us and who we are personally. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what I love the most about our show is that we are very much transparent and this is just who we are. And, um, so that is kind of what I've been going through. Um, But one of the things that is helpful is, you know, laughter and, you know, trying to have some normal conversations with people that are not, you know, so completely focused on, um, 
you know, what I'm going through, I do feel like uh, there have been, there are people, you know, in the community already that know that this has been going on. And, you know, the people that, ha- that know about this, that have checked in on me every day. And, you know, I, I am feeling like I'm not the greatest friend right now because all that I talk about is kind of like, no, I'm not doing well. Like I'm really not okay. And um, well, as you have every right to be, but like I was trying to, I was trying to get her to drink the big bottle of wine with me on Zoom the other <laughs> night, and she just couldn't. So we're gonna we're gonna try that again another time. But yeah, so yeah, yes. I think those normal interactions and just having fun and laughing and drinking all the wine and eating all the snacks <laughs> is exactly what you need to do right, right. now. Right, and it's so funny because like I'm trying to do those things. Like I've had the big bottle of wine, I've had all the pizza, like I've had all the shopping, like I've done all these things. And it's like, I keep waiting for all of these things that I normally do to like make me feel better. Yeah. Um, and I've yet to find like, you know, the magic bullet that like makes me feel better. So um, I think, I think that you just have to let it process and go through it right now. And that when, when, and if you come out, you know, the other side, no matter what the outcome is, I think that's when you're going to be able to take that that deep breath, that relief kind of feeling and, and kind of know, you know, which, which way your life is going to go. Because I mean, a separation, whether it's permanent or not, is kind of a limbo state and that's got to yeah. be just, just heart wrenching. And I, I just, I love you and I feel for you so much right now. <clears throat> well, you have been awesome and you know, you've been so flexible, like just when I'm not feeling up to having the wine or making the recordings <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's just been, yeah you've been awesome. And, uh, you know, I, you guys, I don't even like my planner is sitting over here and uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you touch it and it's like, does this spark joy? This does not spark joy right now. Um, yeah. Well, it's because and, you're, in, you're just going through it, babe. Well, and I feel like I need to get back into my planner. Like I need to make some sticker art. Like I need mm-hmm. to, um, I really want to participate in the Black Lives Matter spread challenge this week. Yes. And I need to I need to find my my black and white stickers and, you know, really just lose myself in that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, really kind of and Andy is coming today to pick up the kids and he's going to have them for a few days. So I'll have a few days to myself to just really focus on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my plan is to, like, take a shower and <laughs> if I could just take a shower. <laughs> yeah, you might feel really good after you yes, take a shower. I know, I know. But I've just, you know, I've just been having like a really hard time, um, you know, putting myself first because I want to be there for my kids. And um, so, you know, these next few days, I'm going to be kind of at home on my own. And I'm going to, you know, have the Zoom meetings and, you know, have the wine and we're going to wrap up the school year. And I think I am going to try to get back into my planner. And I might even take some time to like back plan. Mm-hmm just so that I have an excuse to like lay down some stickers and like just put on some music and kind of lose myself in that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I kind of have a plan for my time when I'm on my own, but you know, anyway, why don't we bring it up a little bit and, um, talk for a few minutes, um, about the new happy planner squad, which was announced a week ago today. When you're listening to this, we will have had the new squad for, one week. So that's wild. I'm going to go ahead and and turn it over to Caitlin for a few minutes because, you know, she is our resident happy planner. So (laughs) how are you feeling? Do you love, I mean, it's it's a good group. 
It is. It's a fantastic group. I mean, there are some, most of the faces I was already following and or already knew, but there are some new faces on there, which I'm really excited to meet them. Um, I think that it's a, it's a challenging job probably for Hannah and, um, and whoever else is on the marketing team to select the squad from all of the applications that were sent out. And I've heard differing numbers about applications. So someone told me there was only 200 and then I heard that there was 800. And so I don't think anybody really knows how many applications were turned in, but to create a video application, I mean, I would love to see all of their video applications. So I hope they put them out <laughs> if that's, if that's something they all want to do, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. I'm excited about this new squad. I can't wait to get to know all of them. Um, Kenya doll. She's someone that I followed for a while and I love her. Um, um, you know how I found her, you know how um, Instagram like shows you the hashtags that you follow and like, they'll just show you posts like from the hashtags that you follow. Mm-hmm. So it's not people that you're already following, but you'll see a post because they've hashtagged it with something that you, right. you don't know how Instagram works. Yeah, yeah. Don't, y'all don't need <laughs> yeah. a lesson. Let me, let me mansplain Instagram to all of you. <laughs> um, so that's how I found Kenya doll plans. And mm-hmm. when I found her, like I had to follow her and then share her. And then I DM'd her because that's mm-hmm. what I do because I DM yeah. everybody. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, how have you been on Instagram all this time? And I have never seen you before. And she is a sweetheart. And then I'm super happy for Desiree because Desiree, I have to say she is happy to plan. She is, she is definitely the happy planner cheerleader like she you know she is she has she has been I her spreads are beautiful and she's very talented and you know I was I was happy to see her on there and then um and both of the Natasha's I was super excited to see both of them and they both so I sent out all of my congratulations messages on the day that the squad was announced and they both just sent me back just the sweetest messages and it was it was like a handcrafted letter it wasn't just like a copy paste I sent this to everybody who sent this back to me um, so it was really sweet. And so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see them on there. We have two planner dudes on there. Yes. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see. Yeah. You know, they have big shoes to fill. We love yeah. Gabe. Hashtag yes, love Gabe. They have big shoes um, to fill. Yes, they do. Natasha's Natasha's plans is um, from North Carolina. Oh, fun. Yeah. So she, meet up and hang out. I know she lives like three hours from me. So I feel like the fact that she and I have never really tried to to put that together. Um, now she did just have a baby and, Oh, um, that's true. Yeah. You know, and he is one of the, just the cutest babies. He's one of my favorite babies to see on Instagram. There, there are a lot of names on there that I knew. Yep. And Brooke is on there from Brooke's got plans. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, plan for the win. uh, Yeah. Plan for the win. I love that. I have, (laughs) I know I have followed her for so, I, I feel like, um, I have seen her around the community for so long and right. She is always forever commenting on like every post, not even just on mine, but I see her all over the community commenting on everyone's posts. And I think that was a well-deserved choice. So I am happy with the selections. Um, there are people that I wish would have made the squad, but I know they can only choose up to 23 or so. The part that I think I'm most excited about, though, from this new squad is the mentors. Yeah, seeing some of those faces pop up in that post again, I was totally. like, well, you know, especially the people that we feel like belong to us. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I can't imagine like Heather and... Yeah. And being new to social media or newer to like a squad and like representing a brand and having to learn how to 
not to make a sale, not not to make a sale, but like to really like represent that brand and like help them promote their products and stuff. But I feel like it's super helpful to have somebody who's already done that and who's very successful at doing that to kind of guide you through that process. Yeah, I know. I I like that, you know, there's going to be some people there to kind of, you know, help them along the way. I did have some sadness this week when I would see posts from this last year's squad Mm-hmm. because I kind of already missed them. I know, <sighs> especially because we've been having them all on our show and I now know. they basically belong to us. And... I know. And I love them. And I, I just, I feel like that I'm, I'm going to miss them. And, you know, well, in a year just doesn't seem long enough to really know them, you know, yeah. like I want, I want some more time. Yeah. And I just, I have figured out that I just don't really love change. Yeah. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like I'm just I, I feel like that I'm I, I I miss them already and you know, next week we plan to resume our squad celebration. You know, we're gonna still be talking to some of last year's squad, um, probably through um a little a little bit into July and Yeah, like mid July, I think. Yeah, and then you know, we also have some exciting guests coming that are not happy planner folks so yeah you know we have folks and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. we have some we have some fun stuff coming up for the rest of the summer that I'm looking forward to and you know just to get back into my social media life I I don't I don't really feel like at this point that a week off is really enough for me Mm -hmm. to kind of process what I've been going through in my personal life but you know Everybody has been saying, you know, the people that know what's going on, everybody has been saying, like, you definitely need to, you know, try to hop back on the horse and see if you can, you know, find some find some new normal and, you know, paying attention to all of this squad announcement and everything has been um, has been helpful. You know, just every little distraction has been has been helpful. And I'm excited for them and, you know, ready to see what they're going to do. And they definitely came into their new social media responsibilities during a time that was tumultuous. And I don't know, you know, I feel like that they have performed really well. And, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, excellent posts from the new squad, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in regards to Black Lives Matter and things like that. So, right. And the Happy Planner overall, I mean, they're donating $30,000. That's, that's incredible. Right. And, you know, we could, I guess, have a conversation about how we feel about the, you know, the big planner companies. Uh, I don't know, you know, looking at my Aaron Condren planner right now, um, you know, there are people on both sides of, right. You know, what has Aaron Condren done? Um, and I don't, uh, I don't really know. Like, I don't really know how I feel. I mean, I'm kind of invested in this planner system at this point. Right. Um, And I don't know that I get to necessarily feel anything about it one way or the other. Like maybe I have an opinion, but I don't know how that pain affects people who are seeing it that have been affected by, you know, racism or have had family members affected by racism. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't know that I get to necessarily have a feeling about it one way or the other, because I think my perspective is just so different um, than, than other folks who are really going through it right now. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I, definitely want for everyone to remember about all of this is that it is definitely not 
anybody's place at this point to, you know, tell someone else how to mourn or how to protest or how to be right. angry or, you know, especially anything someone like, in the black community. Yes, exactly. So right now <clears throat> it's kind of like, you know, if you feel like you don't want to spend your money with happy planner right now because of, you know, their response to this, then that is, that is, that's your right. Like that's, that's great. And, you know, I, I just, like you said, I don't know that, we are really at a place where we can make a comment on that. I just mm-hmm. know that, you know, I see them kind of, I see them trying, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, do, I definitely see the effort and same with Aaron Condren. Like I, I see that they're trying and even sticker shops, like uh, who was that today? Planner Kate put up Planner a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that she said was I have just, you know, been kind of trying to figure out what to say and, you know, some of the stuff that I have heard, you know, out in the planner streets this week is, you know, these people that don't really know what to say. It's kind of right. like, you know, it, it is not the job of the black community to educate you on what to say. It's, you know, we've got to, you know, learn and educate ourselves and, you know, just a little Google, just a little Googling. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I also think that like maybe if they're, if they're, if people are trying, um, or if they're taking the time to kind of quietly learn offline, I think that's okay too, because, um, not everything that we're feeling or, um, we're doing needs to be presented online. And so I think that maybe taking a step back, if you see someone who is quiet and not posting, like I have, I have actually personally reached out to some people who were not posting because at first, I felt really upset about it. I said, Hey, you know, you have a platform. Why aren't you using it? But a lot of people that I actually talked to in the DMS were saying, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I don't want to hurt people any more than they're currently hurting by saying the wrong thing. And Mm -hmm. so I'm taking some time to really learn and, and dig deep in myself. And so that's been the majority response that I've gotten. I have gotten some people that, you know, give me that all lives matter BS. (laughs) Um, So I've gotten Mm -hmm. that response too in my DMS, but overall it's, it's really about, I think people taking the time and not wanting to cause any more hurt than, than has already been caused by generations, I suppose. Yeah, I think so too. And weren't you kicked out of a group recently? I love this. Like you yeah. A freaking yeah. Facebook group. So it was, a, let's just say it was a duck group to like learn about <laughs> taking care of ducks. Oh um, and the owner or the admin or whatever of the group was posted something and it said, I don't want to see your protesting and your politics in this group. And I, I commented on the post and I said, you know what? Racism is not political. Racism is a human rights and a civil rights issue. And I think that it's, it needs to be talked about and shared. Didn't respond to me. Nothing just kicked me right out of the group. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you have now been kicked out of a duck group. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how you're going to learn how to take care of those ducks now, Caitlin, without those people. I'm I in mean, like five other ones. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've also seen a lot of stuff in our teacher groups, like our online, like our teacher Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked at the educators that are, you know, clapping back with the All Lives Matter yes, and that kind I of stuff. Shook like, it. I am just shocked by, I am shook you know, it. or, you know, there's all of these. Okay, so this morning I was on Facebook and the North Carolina teacher um, group that I'm in, 
you know how people are always like flouncing out, like everyone has to announce their departure from yeah, the group. Okay, you know? like, yes. Like, okay, I'm tired of seeing all of this stuff. Th- things are being shared here that are not about education. And I am just, I am leaving. I am done. And <laughs> okay. Bye Becky. Bye, yeah, Karen. I know. It's so funny to see the, the, like the, the, the response to that because the response is not like, Oh no, please don't go. The response is okay. Well, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you know? And yes, exactly. And a lot of people are like, well, why do you feel the need to announce that you're leaving and all of this kind of stuff? And, you know, first of all, posting about Black Lives Matter and posting about, you know, what it is to educate black children, that is an that is an education. I mean, there is no way that you can say in a group full of educators that that stuff is not education related. Oh my gosh, right? Like that is our duty as teachers. And I don't know if you guys know about my background as an educator, but um, I worked, my very first full-time teaching job was in an alternative school. And the main focus of the school was gang intervention. And most of our students were black and brown young men. And um, I felt like I was not prepared to do that job adequately. And so before I, in that summer, before I started, I did so much reading and so much research and, you know, met with some of the staff who had been working there. And like, I was just amazed at everything that I learned that I needed to do better to really serve those students. Right. And to be, you know, a member of an education Facebook group and then tell people, I don't want to see your posts about this. Right. Like, who are you? You know, like, like. I want to see what, well, what do you want to see? Like what kind of posts, what are we supposed to be posting right now? Like, am I supposed to be posting like literature pedagogy? Like what, what kind of stuff? <laughs> right. Do you just want to see my bulletin boards? Like, like what you- I don't, I don't understand why, you know, I don't know what they're, what they're looking for. I, exactly. So, you know, and, and what know are you th- teaching? Like what, yeah, honestly, what are like, you teaching? Yeah, you can teach the content all you want, but that, I think, is the tip of the iceberg of being a teacher, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like, we are in these students' lives, and they need to know that we believe that their lives matter. So yep. I, I just, to you know, I, I, I feel so sorry for these students that are, you know, subjected to these educators. But then, you know, I, the, the demographic where I work my school is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And that is just kind of where I landed. That's, I, I was at a school that was very, very diverse before, but then because of, you know, job cuts and things like that, I ended up at the school where I am. And, you know, we, I feel like have had some issues at my school. Like I know that the students have said, you know, that they have experienced racism from certain teachers and things like that. And, you know, it's time now to listen to them and, um, you know, to pay attention to what they have to say. And right. I would be taking that student and be like, Hey, if you, uh, if you have racism happening, I need you to tell me that teacher, because I'm going to talk to them. I, my way that I am protesting right now is not out here on the streets. I'm, I'm a high risk person for COVID. So I'm not able to be out here in the protest, but I am no longer complicit. I am no longer silent. I'm not going to, you know, at a family function, sit there and listen to any of my redneck relatives out here just popping off at the mouth. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. If I see in a Facebook group, somebody is, you know, all lives matter, Becky or Karen, like, sorry, (laughs) I'm going to say something like that's the way that I'm protesting. And that might sound harsh. And that might sound 
Um, that might sound unkind and that might lose us listeners and I'm sorry, but peace, like, bye. Well, and one of the things that was, you know, that was happening at my school was there were teachers that were not like blatantly participating in racism. Yep. But they were not saying anything to other students in their class when it was happening. Right. And I now see that that is being complicit. Like maybe you are not a racist. Maybe you don't hold racist ideologies, but to not say something when this awful trauma is continuing to happen to one particular group of people. Like I, I just, it opened my eyes completely and that I cannot stand by and be quiet anymore. Right. And you know, I know that as teachers, when things are going on in our rooms, we cannot hear every single word that comes out of every single student's mouth. Right. Like I know just, you know, I've had classes of 45. I had a film class that had 52 students in it once. I mean, like I, there's no way that I can possibly monitor every single one of the words that comes out of every single one of those kids' mouths. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when, when our students at my school were polled and, you know, asked about this, you know, the kinds of situations that they were describing were not things that, you know, I could have stood by and just let happen without saying anything. Exactly. No. So, you know, I'm wondering these teachers that are, you know, flouncing out of these groups, like what kind of behaviors are they letting slide in their classrooms? Well, and what kind of behaviors are they participating in? Right. Well, you know, when you have, you know, when you were in a position like ours as teachers, we are essentially caregivers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we, we wear a lot of hats as teachers, you know, we're social workers, we're nurses, we're moms, we're all these different things to these kids. And I, you know, it, it makes, it breaks my heart to think that any student in my school, you know, would have heard someone say something in a class and that the teacher didn't intervene like that, that, Dang, that breaks yeah. my heart. Right. Um, and, you know, I feel like that right now when I am in these groups on Facebook, I am looking at, you know, who I feel like that administrators need to be looking at who in these groups are flouncing out, who in these groups are, yep. you know, not posting things that are, you know, for the cause. And I, you know, I just, it's, it's time for, those teachers to be held accountable, um, for their actions because, you know, the kids need, the kids need us and they, they look to us for support. And especially like one of the things that has been so difficult during this time that we have been out of school for the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. I have just, my heart has just been broken for students who don't have like safe homes to live in. Mm -hmm. And for school to be their safe place. Yep. And, you know, for students who consider school to be their safe place to also experience racism there is just not oh acceptable. Gosh, it's heartbreaking. It's gut wrenching. Um, yeah. So I, I just, you know, I'm, there are a lot of organizations in Charlotte that have been trying to make sure that kids have enough to eat right now for the kids that, you know, are food insecure and don't have food at home and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, who is offering these children, you know, emotional support? 
Exactly. Or like counseling needs. I know that we have a lot of students who come to us on IEPs or with mental health struggles. Um, and we are fortunate in the in the case that we are a virtual school. And so we've been continuing to operate. But I know a lot of the schools in my general area, um, they also have like a very diverse population. And a lot of those kids, like you were saying, school is their safe place. It's where they get fed. Uh, that's where they spend eight hours of their day. They may not go home to safe environments. And, you know, if they are in need of counseling resources and that kind of support, it just breaks my heart that they're not getting that really. I mean, maybe a Zoom meeting, but I don't know that that, you know, that you can really assess as much um, from a Zoom meeting, even as a virtual school teacher. I think that's that's the hardest part of not being face to face with kids. Yeah. And I think that that is what I have missed the most about not being in my classroom is just Mm -hmm. the daily interaction with my students. Yeah. Um, And, you know, as a film teacher, which, you know, we can say whatever we want to about, oh, she teaches movies or whatever. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I have tried to make sure that all different kinds of stories and perspectives are represented in the films that I show in my classroom. Yep. And I have been very quick to point out to my predominantly white classes that Mm -hmm. they have spent the majority of their lives watching stories of people who look like them. Yep. While their black counterparts have watched stories about people who don't look like them. Yep, absolutely. And that it's time, you know, for them to watch movies and watch films that are, you know, about other things besides just here's a bunch of people that look like me. And, you know, representation is so very important. And that's something that I have tried to remember in my film classes. And it was really difficult for me during this time to not be able to be in the room with them while they watched the films that I was assigning virtually. Because I felt like if I'm assigning a film, I need to be there for the discussion. I need to be there to talk to them about, you know, what's the content of the film, the issues that I'm trying to, you know, help them see and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm really ready for us to I'm really ready for us to get back in the classroom. Um, I don't really know what that's going to look like in August. Um, My my father has said that he doesn't anticipate us being back in the classroom until January. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, I think from what I am hearing in my area, it sounds like they're going to do their best to get kids back in the classroom. So I guess what I'm anticipating then is like more of a hybrid situation. Yeah. And, you know, there's been talk of that in North Carolina, too, about like this. These kids will come on this day and these kids will come on this day and, it, you know, the, the building won't be full. But right. I mean, my school has twenty eight hundred kids. Yeah. Dang. Um which I know is, you know, there's a lot of people in, you know, a lot of our listeners live in areas with schools that are even bigger than mine. So I know that we are not, you know, by any means the the largest, but even if we split them and only half of them come one, you know, one day and half of them come another, I mean, that's still too many people in one place. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what that's going to, I don't know what that's going to look like at all. Um, All I know is that thankfully, I only have a week left. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This year has just been a struggle and I love my job. I love everything uh, about my job. I love my students. I love my coworkers, but I just need some time to not 
juggle all the things and to have, I guess, the constant stress for the summer. Mm-hmm. I just need, I just need a minute to catch my breath and maybe like film a YouTube video. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, um, geez. yeah. And you know, as of right now, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in here and I'm looking over at my filming space and I'm just like, I just don't know when I have some PR stuff that I have to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I've committed to with brands and things like that, that, you know, I know that I need to do, um, And on top of that, it's like stuff is still coming in and I'm still saying yes. And I probably should say no to some. It's so pretty. I know. I so rarely turn down an opportunity to, you know, do PR. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I've got stuff sitting in here that I need to make videos about that. I'm just like, oh, I just don't know if I have it in me. Um, But it, I, I think that it's time, you know, for me anyway, to kind of try to get back to some normal. And I want to find a balance between, you know, sharing what I see and what I find in my heart that I need to share about Black Lives Matter, about education, about all of these things, in addition to, you know, my regular content. And I think that that is what I am most hopeful about right now yeah. is that we don't as a planner community just let this thing go after like a couple weeks and then it just like fall back by the wayside like it yeah. has in the past yeah. um you know i i i would like for this to continue and for you know my education to continue because i have definitely learned a lot over the past week um through the posts of a lot of people i mean people that have been on our show have been extremely vocal and um, have posted things that have been very um, educational for me. And, um, you know, they've been posting things in support of the movement. And I I'm looking forward to, you know, us as a community continuing this with the same, with like the same gusto that we have for the past, you know, week or so. Um, That I think that's like my fear is that it's going to kind of, taper off and people are going to forget about it again. Yeah. I, I think that really it's up to the people to not let it taper off. So it might not be in the news cycle anymore after a couple of weeks, but I think that it's really important to keep talking and, you know, to keep addressing those things when you see that. And especially as educators, if I see, you know, there's disparities in my classroom or if I see one of my, you know, colleagues, you know, maybe just teaching, books from all white perspectives, you know, maybe really having those conversations with people in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we really, you know, keep, keep the momentum pushing forward. Right. So when I um, go back to school in August, my schedule mm-hmm. is going to look different. Um, it's an exciting schedule though. I, I know. Um, I'm still going to be teaching film, but I will also be teaching ninth grade English. Ooh. And I'm excited about this. I haven't taught ninth grade English since I was pregnant with Hannah. Um, so oh. that's, that's been seven years. It's been seven years since I've taught ninth grade English. Um, when I taught ninth grade English, it was a genre study. Mm-hmm. And um, we had received a grant at my school to teach The Help. I'm sure you are familiar okay. with yeah. that book. Mm-hmm. And um, we taught it kind of after we taught... To Kill the Mockingbird. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yes. And um, since I left that team and I'm no longer, you know, have, I went back to teaching 11th grade English. um, The ninth grade teachers don't teach that stuff 
anymore. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it's because they got a new crop of teachers that were not comfortable with that subject matter Mm -hmm. or what it was, but I just know that I would really like to, um, as a ninth grade teacher, kind of bring that back into the ninth grade um, curriculum. Yep. So I know that the conversations that we'll be having as a team will be different this year than they were, you know, in years prior. And I'm hoping that, you know, I can be, I'm not the lead of that team this year, but I am hoping that I can be vocal enough to say, I would like to teach a unit that looks like this. Yep. Um, I am teaching journalism again next year, and I am hoping that there will still be uh, at least a partial news cycle happening on all of this so that we can um, pull current events and that kind of thing and really dig deep on that kind of stuff and even use them as models to kind of write their um, to write their pieces as well. So that's that's how I'm going to be adapting my journalism curriculum as well. I mean, among other things, that's just one idea I've had recently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I am looking into how I have the opportunity as an educator to make sure that my students, um, you know, that this continues in the lives of my students. There have been students from my high school um, that have organized protests in the city because my high school is part of my county, but it's in a different kind of city than where I live. Mm And that city up there had their own protest this week that was organized by some students from my high school. And I was so like proud of them. And, um, you know, it was amazing to see, you know, the kids in the community kind of putting together, you know, their own kind of activism. And, um, you know, so I, I just I hope that we can all stay motivated Totally. Yep. I think that uh, it's going to take all of us to work together. And I think that um, it's really going to take the white allies and the white presenting allies to really step up and support the black community, because I I no longer think that it's the work of the black community to make racism go away. I think that we have to make a cultural shift as white people and as white presenting people um, for equality to happen, because otherwise... even if there are some of us or the majority of us or whatever you want to say that, um, that claim, that claim to be anti-racist, um, or non-racist, I think that we have to be a lot more vocal about that and really standing up when we see wrong things happen. Right. And, you know, we've had to have, you know, you saying that you've had to like pop into, you know, people's DMs and say like, well, what are you doing? How are you using your platform? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of the beginning, um, because those conversations are not easy. No, but um, my me feeling uncomfortable is worth uh, my black friends staying alive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So yeah. You know, so I I'm think willing that to do it. I saw I saw a post today that said it's time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, that rings true for me. And so like, and I'm not going to cry again on the no. show. <laughs> That rings true for me in so many areas of my life right now. Yeah. Because I am so, so very uncomfortable in so many ways and for so many reasons. And it's not just because of my own personal stuff that I'm going through, but I am very uncomfortable by what I'm seeing happening in the world. And, um, you know, I just want to 
you know, continue this and to keep the the momentum going. And, um, you know, if anyone has looked at my social media over the past week and has said, you know, what is she doing? Please just know that I am, you know, I'm kind of fighting a fight <laughs> here inside of myself right now that is not, you know, is separate from, from that stuff. So I've just yeah. kind of gone quiet and it's not because I don't feel that I have a platform. You know, I, I, I don't, I know that I need to be speaking up and standing up and, and, you know, being vocal. I just, I am, I, I'm, I'm doing my best. Let's just say it like that. Um, yep. And she really is you guys like, I mean, even making this episode, um, I think, I think you might be taking a nap after this, you know, because we're, <laughs> we're pulling up all of your energy right now, but I'm, I'm glad that we get to move forward because I know for me, so when I take, I take a break off of one YouTube video and if you follow my YouTube channel, you know this, if I take a break off of one, then it's another one and another one and another one. And I love this podcast and I love our dedicated time where we get to just talk and and share our hearts and laugh and drink the big bottle of wine. And I, I would never <laughs> want for that to disappear or for, um, for us to let that disappear. So we're here. We see all of yes, you, but we, just know yeah. that Leanne's going through it. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, this may not be our, this is like a mini sewed length regular sewed. <laughs> Actually, we've been talking for quite a while. It might not be mini. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, our mini sewed run about, you know, 48 <laughs> minutes to an hour. And this one yeah. is, you know, it's, it's kind of creeping up on an hour here. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it, it, we are, I just, we just want for everyone to know that we are not going to do everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, we definitely are not like we are, we, as a podcast, the, you know, those people that run that spice chaos podcast, Instagram, <laughs> all right, geez, <laughs> we never post. Well, I mean, we post on there in like bulk batches, but we don't post on there regularly, but th- we have highlights now. <laughs> yes, we do. I can't believe that. Thank you, Caitlin, for putting up the highlights, because that is something that, you know, I just. I have not, I have not been able to, I can't even maintain my own Instagram, much less, you know, and you know, my Animal Crossing Instagram has had nothing like I have not. And I've been playing Animal Crossing, like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's one of the things that my daughter and I have been doing together is playing Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been very soothing and relaxing um, for me to get to do that with her. And I love that but I've not been posting over there. I just, I've just been, you know, my, I have not been able to, to post anything. Um, but you know, we, we are, we are here, um, black lives matter and Uh it is, you know, something that people need to say every single day. Um, you know, if you need to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say that to yourself, um, Uh you know, just do it. And, um, you know, we, I popped a sign in my front yard. We picked one up the other day. Oh, great. See, I haven't been out. Um, no, well, and we... I, I will not, I will not take all the credit. Our neighbor picked them all up as a bulk order and then I paid her back for it. And all that money was donated to the ACLU. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, maybe I should get to know my neighbors. <laughs> yeah. It would be I so nice to really like, nice. I mean, nice we have to know some, a neighbor. We have some really nice neighbors, but we got, we got one also. So <laughs> You be careful who you get to know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. You've told me that your next door neighbors are scary people. Hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. But we so, will save that for another episode. <laughs> um, so anyway, I guess we will let you guys go. Um, 
We hope that you have a wonderful week. We will be back next week on Monday with a guest. Yay! And um, we're not really sure what we are going to put together for this week's mini-isode. But it'll be something. You'll get to hear us. Yeah, you'll get to hear us. And um, hopefully we can talk about, you know, silly things that aren't, you know, going to make us cry. <laughs> yeah, but if um, we do, it's okay. You're just going to have to deal. Yeah, so I, you know, apologize for my emotional, you know, shows of I've been showing my emotions today. But, um, yeah, we love you guys, and we are so thankful for your constant support. You are um, our family, and we, you know, just know that we are here for every single one of you, and um, we will um, talk to you guys in the next one. All right, bye, Man, friend. I saw that picture bye. you posted the other day, and your top was so cute. Where did you get it? Girl, you know I got it from Chic Soul. Ooh, I just placed an order with them last night. It's addicting. Yes, it is. My last order had jeans, tops, a dress, two rompers, and some earrings. I think I go a little nuts on their website. Same. Your order sounds just like my last order, too. And you know what? What? Everything always fits so perfectly. I just can't stop ordering. Me too. I never get a box I don't love. And now that it's spring, it's time to get those summer wardrobes ready. Yes, ma'am. And don't forget that the Spiced Chaos family can save 15% with code SPICED15. That's right. That's S-P-I-C-E-D-1-5. All right. Let's go shopping. Bye, friends. Caitlin, do you ever wish your planner was more fashion forward? <laughs> what do you mean? I just got an amazing new sticker book from the fashion artist Rong Rong DeVoe. Isn't she the fashion artist that has cute coffee mugs, lunch totes, and art prints at TJ Maxx and Hobby Lobby? Yep, that's her. I would love to have more fashion girls in my planner. How can I get my hands on her products? You can head over to shopwrongwrong.com and browse all of her one-of-a-kind hand-drawn items at your leisure. Oh, yeah. Did she just send Spice Chaos listeners a promo code? She sure did. Our listeners can enjoy 10% off their entire purchase at shopwrongwrong.com with promo code CHAOS10. That's C-H-A-O-S-1-0. Happy, Happy shopping! shopping.